On this episode of the Snapback Sports Pod, we sit down with Colts wide receiver Desmond Patman. Unbelievable interview. Make sure you guys, please, do this for us. Go to his Instagram, dadpat, I believe it's 17, and comment on the most recent post, Snapback Fam. We're going to show him some Snapback Fam love. Also, as always, make sure you guys subscribe to the pod. We really do appreciate you guys. Obviously, Snapback is a huge audience, a million on uh, Snapchat, you know, 40,000 on Instagram, all these big platforms. There's no doubt, though, that the podcast audience is my favorite. You guys tune in to Abe and I twice a week, every week. It's all of our thoughts, all our opinions, and you guys really engage with us. So there's nothing better than our podcast listeners. So I just want to give you guys a shout out. On this app, though, we discuss Blake Snell and the decision to pull him out of World Series Game 6, Justin Turner's decision to not wear a mask. After receiving a positive COVID test, we preview rivalry week in the NFL. Thursday Night Football, Falcons, Panthers, Ravens, Steelers, Cowboys, Eagles, Niners, Seahawks. We talk OBJ, Dez, Will Fuller, People's Parlay, Power Rankings, and School A. Snapback fam, new app. The Baltimore Ravens select Lamar Jackson. I'm a Raven. It's on. All year. Every year. Jackson takes it himself. Oh! He broke his ankles! What up, fam? I'm your host, Jack Settleman. Joining me today, and as always, is my co-host and longtime best friend, Abe Granoff. Abe, what is on your mind today? Other than the fact that we're on live television right now, which is something that you and I aren't used to. Our faces are more meant for radio. Um, but, uh, dude, you and I have been lied to, led astray, run amok, flat-out hoodwink, bamboozled, by none other, I don't even know what to call him at this point. Our, our producer Eagleson, get him in here. Eagleson, here he comes. Eagleson, you gotta uh, wipe that smile off your face. <laughs> you gotta, you got a lot of explaining to do. So yesterday, um, we uh, we gave Eagleson a little uh, holiday gift. I don't know what holiday it is. Maybe election gift. <laughs> and uh, Jack had to send him a little money and found out that Andrew. His name is not actually Andrew. Would you like to explain yourself, Ben DiNucci? <laughs> See, like I tried saying, Anthony is just my middle name, not my actual name. Oh, what? Yeah, his name's still Andrew. It's just Andrew Anthony DiNucci Jack. Eagleson. That's all. <laughs> Jack, you you literally texted me and you said Eagleson's real name is Anthony. It pretty much so you is. lied. It so you lied. Is. It's pre- it pretty much because we found out he's like, Italian. Then I was like, some people do call me Anthony. Wait, how do you? Okay, there we go. Then I was like, uh, how the do you get Aunt Andrew from Anthony? I was like, this just none of this makes sense. But now Jack's the liar. Pretty much, you're the liar. So I came in thinking that Eagleson's real name was Anthony. Turns out it's your middle name. Yeah. Oh well, that's not nearly as fun. <laughs> so that's so that's what's on my mind. I just found out Eagleson's middle name and thought that it was his first name because Jack lied to me. All right. Well, we're gonna bring him back for the school segment, but we are first going to tackle. It's test, it's test week. Ta- yeah, it is test week. We're gonna tackle the Blake Snell situation because last night Kevin Cash pulls Blake Snell at seventy-three pitches. 
he had struck out five or six of the top three in the order. And third time around, Snell hadn't pitched more than six innings all season long. He rarely has in his entire career. Uh, a lot has to do with the analytics. I know you di- already disagree with everything I'm going to say. So no, no, no. It's not. It's not that I you. Like, we're on Twitter right now, right? Yeah. You are literally the biggest contrarian on that app. I'm not, though. This is the thing. The, the funniest part is I'm not even saying it's the wrong, it's the right or wrong decision. I'm just here as well, an Well, we an- pick, pick one. Was it a right or wrong decision? Was it the right or wrong decision? I think measuring the decision results-based is about as childish as you can get. Um, I, I can I can get on that wave. Yeah, because you can't you can't measure it by results. So my thought process is that, like, I assume you want me to dive in, and you're just gonna come back at me. So go ahead. Just go we'll ahead. St- we'll start at point number one. Point number one is in game two, Blake Snell was throwing a no hitter. If many of us dare to remember, only five days ago, mm-hmm. then he lets up a hit. Then the the bottom of the order, the second time around, starts to get to him. Then the top of the order gets to him, and he gets pulled. What's the difference? Let me difference? ask you a question. Yeah. How many pitches was he at through four uh, and two-thirds in game threw, two? He, he, he was at a, close to 90 pitches. He was at 88 pitches through four and two-thirds in game two. But not, not when they started getting to him. They started getting to him at around 70 pitches, right? So that, that that's point one. And what's the difference in game two and game six? The Rays scored six runs, and they still won the game, okay? So that's point number one. Number two, and this is one I really like, why do the why does the pitch count matter? Why does the pitch count matter? Why did everyone keep saying he's at 73 Because you can pitches? start to lose – because as you get into later on in your pitch count, you can start to lose your stuff, but go on. Right, exactly. And what says that you start to lose your stuff? Analytics. You can say it's the Oh, Jack – the whole you know what analytics you know what analytics fails to to embrace what is there there's a human element that analytics absolutely and a, which and a is why i'm not cannot, taking anyone's side here but Abe, you have to take a side that's a, that's but, the thing but this is you my the, point this is you my you can defend you can't defend pulling him from that game but not take a side like all right come but, on. all right so i'll defend pulling him from that game then just just to make you happy you pull someone when they get to 100 pitches because, like you said, their stuff starts to lack, fatigue starts to set in, and all of those things are just numbers that say the longer a pitcher is out there, including having to go through the Dude. order multiple times, these are just facts. These are I'm not Jack, arguing anything screw, here. Screw the numbers. But what see, did you— Okay, no, time no, 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 I'm not no, done. No, I'm no. not done. So— but how are you going to fight the pitch count thing when that's a factual thing? That isn't a different form of analytics. It's well, it's way more accepted. Sure, of course. Okay, sure. Ne- next point. Um, but at the same time, this guy five out of his eight times he had that the same start in the regular season. He was ninety-two pitches or above. So sure. that might have been a reason he got pulled. Maybe not game two particularly, because like you said, he could have been at 70 to start the inning. But the whole regular season when he was getting pulled at that mark, it was at 92 pitches. But my my thing about it, it doesn't really have to do with pitch count. Okay. So next point is uh, Kevin Cash may win manager of the year. Oh, I don't win. give a shit. Hold that on. guy, no, 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 I need to get out. that guy. Time out. If anyone out there knows Kevin Cash's Venmo, he, he owes me $50. Uh, for my money Kevin raised Cash, money line bet last Kevin night. Cash may win AL Manager of the Year. Why do you think he's going to win AL Manager of the Year? 
because the Rays organization created a process and a strategy, and that process and strategy got them exactly to this point. Right? They have said Snell's not going to pitch more than six. Of course, injuries and the shortened season, I understand all these were taken into account. And maybe you change that for the playoffs. But to, it would almost be more drastic for him to come out and not pull Snell after the process got him all the way to that point. So that's point number three. Point number four. Uh, point number four is that um, maybe the wrong decision is that he put in Nick Anderson, who had who had let up an earned run in six consecutive appearances. Because, right, that that was definitely the, that was definitely a wrong decision. Right. So the whole thing about the Rays was their bullpen. So while Snell was dealing, the advantage that we talked about all series long was the Rays bullpen. Castillo had, I mean, he was firing on all cylinders, and they bring in Anderson, who continued to let up runs. And then finally, once again, I'm just I understand the decision. But I saw like Chipper Jones or, or someone someone said online they were like, it felt like a game the Rays had to win 1-0. That's a really risky strategy to think you're gonna win the game 1-0. It's the same thing that happened to the Yankees in game five. You can't Everyone, you can't expect to win a game 1-0. Exactly. So that leaves me at this point. Okay, let's say you let Snell pitch, right? He's at 73 pitches. Do you agree, even if he burns through, let's say on eight pitches, he gets to the top three of the order. Is he coming out for the seventh inning? Yes or no? Yeah, you think probably you really think that if he got through if he got through that inning. Do I think he would have been pulled the next inning? Yeah. Yeah. I, I said to you right there. I was like, because you and I were talking about should we bet on a run to be scored in the sixth exactly. inning or the seventh inning? And so, we, we didn't. So but. we can both agree he gets pulled an inning early. So now tell me, what's, what's the difference between Nick Anderson coming in in the 6th or the 7th? What's the difference in the reliever who pitched in the ninth and led up a leadoff home run to Mookie Betts? Like, once again, to win the game, you're agreeing with me, they had to score more than a run. So I find it hard to get on a manager that much. Obviously, if you want to grade it based off results and not the process and the strategy behind it, yeah, they pull Snell. They immediately let up runs. All the Dodgers guys were excited. They pulled Snell. I, I see all of that. Aren't you I, also? Aren't you also on the side that it was a good idea to throw the ball the Seahawks in the Super Bowl that, instead of handing it to Marshawn? That was a no-brainer. You throw the ball. <laughs> okay. The fact so that, Sp- the fact, Spider-Man, Spider-Man meme. This. No, no, no this time guy, out. Time out. The Seahawks decision I don't want to, to talk throw about the ball is like among the dumbest reported on and controversial things ever. They had one timeout. It's second down. Russ had never thrown an interception in the red zone in his career. Not throwing the running the ball straight into Bill Belichick's run defense would have been the dumbest thing ever. So that's all my reasons why I do believe I'm not saying I, I, I am okay with the decision that he made. We can grade it on results, but like, Final thing, and I'll give you this example. It could, it could, the, the the decision could have paid off, and it would still have been the wrong one. That's fine, and that's your opinion. But uh, Ravens, right? Eight for eight in the regular season. We get into Tennessee. We're getting beat up front, right? So it's not great, a great matchup. We go forward on fourth down. We go over two. If we change that process just because of feel and because of look. And I'm not even saying you can't take the human element into it. I'm saying to completely change your strategy just because it's the playoffs is it's almost a one as bad player thing. You're talking about you're talking about a whole team. This is one player. My that, thing. You know. You know thing, what? 
I disagree because you're talking about Lamar Jackson, the MVP of the league. You're talking about the best player and the best runner of the football in that situation. So the reason that the reason that the Kevin Cash decision to pull Blake's now was actually criminal, literally a felony, is is right here. These two. The computer doesn't take into account you annoying sports nerds what you're seeing on the field. Blake Snell had given up two base hits, maybe two or three actual hard hit balls to that point. He gave up the single to to Barnes in the nine spot, which if you look back on it was just like one kind of mm-hmm. not really good pitch that he left over the plate. And he gave up another one a little earlier than game. The guy had no walks. These guys were going back to the dugout. Not to mention that the whole third time through the lineup. I get that. I do. Those three people in the front of the lineup, 0 for 6, 6 Ks. Yeah, yeah. Blake Blake was adjusting one time through the oh, – his first time through the lineup, he saw what he saw in the first at-bat. He adjusted the second time, would have done the same thing in the third. Just use your eyes. So The guy so the was part, absolutely dealing. And you know what the thing is? You know what the thing is about the third time around the lineup? What do you think the batters were more excited for, Mookie Bet, Corey Seager, and Justin Turner? Were they more excited that they got to face the same pitcher for the third time that had struck them out twice, or that they saw fresh blood on the mound? That's that's what I was saying. I think it's the wrong reliever. Like if you bring in a stud, Jack, it doesn't reliever, matter. It doesn't matter. I hear Listen, what you're saying. I they're hear what you're they're saying. hanging their heads and, low, walking back to the dugout after. And I understand out. it was not a hard hit ball, but we do have to understand. People are acting like he had just struck out the most recent player he had faced. Like he had just given up a hit, so maybe it was a sign of things to come. And yes, he went. But it's to the, still too early. It's still too early. That's your opinion, and we'll never know. I'm Jack, just here to the, explain. You are the only one the, on this Twitter I'm app. I'm not. You I'm are. Not. Even the analy- even the analytics. Alex Rodriguez. Alex Rodriguez. Is that who we're basing off of? Chipper Jones. Like these guys. They're. So, oh, you mean legends of the game? Yeah, because they're so. I don't even. I don't even know. I don't even know what Alex Rodriguez said. Oh, Alex Rodriguez analytics, was analytics work. Analytics. Analytics do work in certain situations. But in in the heat of competition, in the in the most important game of the season, analytics work over a long span of sustained success. In one game, there's not a computer computing you out what's right. happening so, in that specific game. The computer is not taking into account how goddamn locked in Blake Snell so was this during is that the, game. This is the final. This is the final, and then we'll move on. Um, analytics don't make any decisions for anyone. That's the interesting part. Here. Analytics, analytics. That's the interesting is, part. So analytics, analytics is an arm. Analytics is an arm up the butt of about seventeen managers in the MLB. That's fine. That just but talks at the out end of, of the day, Kevin Cash took the information he was given, which is I don't pitch Blake three times to the order, um, and he's been watching this all season long. And game two, he didn't do it because when he did, he kind of got hit hard. So maybe at the end of the day, Cash was like. This is what it looks like if Snell's going to go through the third time. And he made the decision to pull him once again. I think the worst decision is putting in the guy who literally couldn't get the Dodgers out in any game of the World Series. Couldn't get, dude, he couldn't get anyone out in any postseason. That's my game. point. So that was that was a wrong decision in itself. You right. can argue. It's like it if, right if, if Dave Roberts had brought in Jansen to close the game after the last performance. I texted you. Know you. I, mean? I was like, bro. I don't know what would make me more happy if Clayton Kershaw somehow blew this game in the ninth inning or if 
Kenley Jansen blew this game exactly. in the ninth inning. Perfect. And you know what I'm, I want to talk about Clayton Kershaw real quick? Congratulations. You got his ring. One of the best to ever do it. Maybe a little asterisk to it. I don't know. Why? Listen, he was dealing in the postseason, but how much wear and tear did he have on that arm through the sixty-game season? Is that what saying. you think? So I'm fine with. No, that. I'm just. I'm just. No, I'm just an asshole. I'm okay. just an asshole. No, that's fair. Because I but was going to say, it's a fun like, way to if you want to frame him as a choker, then that doesn't really fit the description. Well, he just doesn't have his stuff in the postseason. He runs right, but you just used it as a, he gets tired and worn out. So. Well, it's a mental thing, too, but we're not here for Clayton. All right, Justin Turner. Um, I posted this on my Snap story, um, and I will. Someone just wrote in the chat, Dylan Bernstein wrote, check out the video John Boy put out, shows several stats that prove the decision to be wrong. That's fine. I would love to look at it, and maybe we'll debate it on the next podcast. Um, That that video doesn't show. Test positive uh, for COVID, and then – Apparently, they tested the night before. They found out in the eighth inning or they played in. Then there's conspiracy theories. This is just this whole situation just perfectly encompassed in its entirety how much of a shit show the MLB is. Remember when the MLB started and it was like the Marlins had an absolute weekend and a half in Miami? The the Marlins had a week and a half in Miami and they were just like, "Uh, now what do we do? Like, what? How the are we getting positive tests in the middle of game six in the world series. It just shows the incompetency. Yeah. And I mean, and you heard man for after. Yeah. He was blacked out. Was he on drugs? Yeah. A lot was he on drugs? It was Dude, weird. Was so nuts. I don't want to talk about that. I want to talk about, I posted on snapback, the, uh, the, politics the, the video. Yeah. Let's get into the politics of it. And people made claims like, bro, who cares? Like he just won a championship. So they, and, and some of these points are right. He was um, with his teammates all game, high-fiving in the dugout, hugging, celebrating before the game, you know, if good things happen. I don't care that he takes his mask off for the team picture because he's around his teammates, although he was sitting next to his manager who had previously had cancer, so that would be considered an at-risk individual. Dude, he was hugging everyone that stood foot in that diamond. And then it's his family, it's it's players who have kids who are with their family, like... I, I don't even need to get into the politics of it. It just seems really silly that this guy would want to put others at risk so he could celebrate to the fullest. I know he'd been a lifetime Dodger, but I don't really get the logic behind like or, or like keep the mask on, I guess. Like why not yeah. why not keep the mask on? I don't know. Yeah, the mask the mask is the is the kicker in this situation. Listen. This guy, someone on Twitter said he should be suspended for 100 games. <laughs> um, but he did make a good point. I'm not saying he should be suspended 100 games. He's go- I think he's going to be suspended when it comes down to it because he knowingly and outrightly violated the protocols that he had previously agreed to. Um, but they said this is worse than a steroid scandal in the MLB, what he did. And I thought about it, and I was like, Listen, to who it endangers, sure, because this is endangering the lives of people that aren't even involved in the sport of baseball, like right. who go on and pass it to other people and other people and other people. To the integrity of the game, maybe not. Plus, steroids are what saved baseball, essentially, and then they just blamed it on the players yeah. when everyone was taking steroids. But I, I really do ha- – have a hard time taking a side in this 
because I've, I I do see both points. Listen, he got sent to the dugout in the seventh inning of game six. This guy had battled through. He was in the Mets organization, came to the Dodgers, worked his way up, has been a huge piece for the Dodgers, Was has his 12th year in the MLB. You put this guy in a prison cell during the World Series when he's accomplishing his goal, and you expect him to sit there and just watch on television as his team dogpiles that he was with that's, 30 minutes That's before. what I was saying. I just really care about maybe keep your mask on to protect others. And I think that's the biggest thing in our country right now is the misconception that he's going to get sick or like that the mask isn't for ourselves. Like it's just to protect other people. So by taking it off, it just seems kind of silly. The, the most fun part, and then we'll move on to NFL is what if the Rays win the game? What are we doing? Dude, I saw a thing. I saw a thing. Dude, that that would have also been the perfect storm for the MLB. It right. would have been some type of it would have been some type of postponement. And then maybe you got Walker and Kershaw on full rest, both of them to go. Right. Who right. do you start Morton, that whole thing? Yeah. They go with Kershaw to start. He blows it. It would have been the perfect <laughs> storm. It would have been so MLB if the Rays had won that game because game seven was supposed to be right now, yeah. like right as we're recording this. And like, yeah. I don't even think they've gotten their test back of the entire Rays and Dodgers organization. First off, listen, over 50% of them have to be positive, right? Nah. Is COVID a thing? Like, I, <laughs> maybe you, help me out with this. If you have COVID and you stand on me, Stand in front of me and yeah. literally go. Nah, it's the the is irony. Is there a lock is, to get it? It's extremely go, contagious, but it's not like I know Casey told me like he, him and his friends were trying to get it at college, so he was laying in bed. Idea. That's not a great. Yeah, idea. but it's it's college. Like you know how it's, dumb it's college long kids term are. Effects. And he was laying in bed with like one of his friends. Like they were trying to get it. They weren't like you know like swapping spit. But if you like, if you know Casey though, right? Like eight of the eleven in the house got it, but then three didn't, and they were fully like intertwined, sharing drinks, you know that whole type of thing. So as contagious as it is, I guess some strains are. Okay, we're, I'm not Doctor Fauci. I'm the doctor. You're not Doctor Fauci, so we don't know. Let's I am Doctor. Uh, you know who I am though? I am. Do- What's that doctor's name that does every Doctor James Andrews that does every sports? You surgery. do think you're that. Um, Falcons, right. Panthers, NFL week eight, Thursday night football. We're not going to oh spend God. a halfway lot of halfway point. Yeah. Halfway point. Well, there's 17 crazy. weeks, maybe 18 soon. Uh, Thursday night football Falcons slate underdog. This is, we love the Falcons. We hate the Panthers. Panthers probably we don't win. hate the Panthers. Do we? I do. No, just like they're not as fun to root for as the Falcons. Um, oh, no. but Julio Jones reportedly not being traded. Ian Rappaport was on that news, which I, I understand it, but I actually don't at all. Why would you keep this guy if you're the Atlanta Falcons? Because I think a trio of Calvin Ridley, Julio Jones, and Trevor Lawrence can make the Super Bowl next year. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, I want to give my credit and love to Teddy Bridgewater. I highly doubted Teddy and the Teddy Panthers. Teddy two gloves, Teddy no knees. Yeah, I thought they were going to be one of the worst teams in the league, three or four wins. Not only do they have a few wins, but they've been super competitive in pretty much every game they've played. Bridgewater covers games as a underdog like crazy, so I guess we should stop sleeping on him. But nah. th- Thursday night there's football, there's no, there's no pizzazz to them. You know what I mean? Like Bridgewater isn't the Panthers guy. 
Maybe I'll bite my. Maybe he'll make me bite my words. But like, I mean, they signed him to a somewhat of a deal. That kind of seems like a. Uh, you're just here to hold us over. You know what I mean? You're an app. But the problem is, are you? But I don't know it, how you how you get another cost top some tier. draft space. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, maybe Sam Darnold will look good in Carolina. Who knows? He would look good in the baby blue. All right, rivalry week. Ravens, Steelers, Cowboys, Eagles. It's pretty fun. Uh, Eagles in bio. Uh, Eagleson versus bio exam. Uh, let's start in Baltimore. Ravens open up six point favorites. I said, what the hell is going on? Steelers undefeated, only undefeated team left in the NFL. Stay tuned for our power rankings, which I actually left. Oh no, I didn't leave the Steelers out. Um, Ravens favorited still got Yannick. Um, we'll talk about Des in a little. What do you think we're about to watch? This has uh, Ravens off a of bye. I think Tomlin doesn't show his cards here. <laughs> you love think, that angle. You love that. I, I'm kind of kidding. I'm kind of kidding because it has division implications. But like, I would say it's a must-win for you guys. Uh, it's if not, you want to win the division. It's not a must-win because we play them later in the season, and I don't think they're going. But to, they would be a full two games up on you. At I that understand, point. but. Are they going to go, you know, are they, how many games do you think the Pittsburgh Steelers win this season? 12 or 13. Right. So if it's 12, if it's 12 games and we're sitting at five and two, we still have, you know, plenty of room to go. We haven't lost in the division yet. So I don't think it's a must win, but the Ravens stretch right here is really going to test us. We get the Steelers, we get the Colts, we get the Patriots. Um, Colts think, and the Patriots suck. No, the Colts are decent. The Patriots are not very good. And we get one more team sandwich in the middle, and then we get Pittsburgh again. It's a hate sandwich in the month of November. It's actually pretty funny if you look at the schedule. We have we have um, we had the Giants last week. We have Dallas this week. We have the Giants after the bye. Yeah, exactly. Um, but I think that um, I don't know. I'm really excited to see. I don't. I don't. Not a big believer, as many people you are in general, about how dynamic this Steelers offense is. They've beat up on a lot of bad teams. Um, and I think this is their, their their best test so far. If they can go out and put 30 points up on the Ravens, I mean, the Eagles only put up 28 on the Ravens. So, But if they can put up 30 on the Ravens and it, they have this dynamic, like James Conner and Benny Snell are the epitome of what you want in a backfield as an organization. Two rookies that are outperforming their contracts, which in a few years you can hopefully say, Thanks for thanks for coming, and you can move on to two more. Yeah. Um. So I think they're a really underrated backfield, and then you have this plethora. I have the top of my head itching. This plethora of receivers that they have. Um. We'll see, but and it's it's also interesting to see how bad the Ravens' offense actually is. Maybe against a, a defense like the Steelers. Yeah. This so. is a bad matchup for the Ravens on paper. Obviously, everything's on paper, which will be a great test. Our O-line's been struggling. The Steelers' front seven, front four, really, are just super dynamic. Their linebackers have speed to contain Lamar. People are obsessed with the fact that Lamar uh, was somewhat stopped last season against the Steelers. It was his worst game of the year. He threw was three he? picks. They won in overtime. Man, no, but his, his, worst game, his worst game of the year was uh, when it mattered most. So, no, not at all. It was actually against Pittsburgh when he threw three picks. But if you watch the eh, game, you really know that those three picks were pretty unfair to him. I mean, he had two really bad drops that fell into Pittsburgh's hands. 
They end up winning in overtime. It wasn't a perfect game, but that's the type of game and the type of test that you want to see from the Ravens. Can they? They've been kind of pulling out these games against bad teams. Can they grit out? Can the defense show up? Can the Ravens run the ball on a really good defensive front? I, I don't think this will swing the division in either way, but I think it's going to tell us a lot about both of these football teams. That's what I'm I most agree. excited about. I think actually, I think this would be a very humbling loss for the Ravens, uh, more so than the Steelers. I think if the Ravens, where's the game? M and T. Yeah, it's in Baltimore. I think if the Ravens lose this game, they kind of have to look in the mirror as like, listen, it's the Chiefs have put themselves in a category of their own, and then people think it's just us right below them, but maybe it's not. Maybe I think the Ravens are still playing with the mentality of we're the same team we were last year. And I think I saw that a lot in the Eagles game when I played them, and I saw it a lot in the Chiefs game when the Ravens played the Chiefs. So if the Ravens lose this game, listen, they have to they have to play well the rest of the way, and that's when you can maybe channel last year's success. But I think the Ravens are riding still a little bit high on last year's success. I don't know. I think we've kind of gotten the message of you're not the same team. You're not going to dominate everyone. And with that being said, Lamar's struggling. He's off to a better start than last year. Because you want to talk about paper. You want to talk about paper. You guys are better on paper this year than you were last year. Without a doubt. Without, Without a, a doubt. doubt. And I think we're finally going to see, you know, what does a pass rusher do? What Like, against a team like Pittsburgh, you're going to kind of have to resemble Mahomes to a degree. They have too many offensive weapons that you can't blitz and let Roethlisberger get it out. The key difference to me is the is turnovers. Des Huh? Well, no, Des, I said it's Des Bryant. Des isn't playing this week, but it, it's the turnovers. Ben makes some boneheaded throws. You saw at the end of the Tennessee game when he's under pressure. If we can wrap him up, we can turn him over once or twice, and the Ravens protect the ball. That'll that'll be the difference in the game. Let's talk Cowboys Eagles Sunday Night Football. Um, eh, we don't have to. All right, I'm perfectly fine moving. No, on no, that. we're gonna talk with the Cowboys Eagles. But we, we also have another rivalry this week. You forgot about uh, the Nittany Lions welcoming the Buckeyes to Happy Valley. Yeah, we're not gonna talk about. We can that. we can for sure skip over that. Um, Eagles Cowboys NFC East best football Sunday night in prime time. They couldn't have flexed this one out. They everyone wanted the Ravens Steelers flexed in, and the Cowboys <laughs> Eagles flexed out, and they were like, nah, like I guess. Um, not. We're going to smack them because we're far and beyond the best team in this division. And and if once if and when we win this game, I don't want to get cocky with the 0.00s because those are some things that you only have to throw out in rare occasions. Mm. But just know I, I don't see a way we lose this game. Who's starting? Ben, ben DiNucci. This is a freaking Italian. Where did he even go to school? He popped. You know, I JMU, actually think he's first JMU quarterback in the league. Oh, congratulations! Um, go Dukes! I actually think this guy was just the equipment manager. And been. did you see his? Did you see his first pass last week? It was a chess pass. Yeah, no, like, that oh, was a shovel to Zeke, and Zeke dropped it because he stinks. But his second no, no, pass no, was he a dime. It. That's the correct way to throw that pass. That is that was the play, and Zeke dropped. Did the you ball. see that? Yeah, I saw you drop your mic. Congratulations. Uh, I just had Zeke's my mic. Um, but he threw a dime to Amari Cooper. I then didn't see any more throws, but I saw he didn't really have any completions. Cowboys stink. Eagles stink as well. I think the Forget fact about that the you Cowboys. guys are over a touchdown favorite is laughable. I'm not saying you won't beat them by two touchdowns, 
but you guys have no right to think you're any good because you beat the Giants by one on a short I week do. at home. You just don't. We're Listen, we're very sneakily starting to get healthy. That's all I'm going to say. Who's getting healthy? Rager might play this week. Nice, nice. Rookie wide receiver has proven absolutely nothing. Okay, next. Yeah, it's just time to to get healthy mm. and show. Uh-huh. Uh, Miles Sanders could be back this week. Oh, a running Obviously. back. Jack. So, so a running back who... You act see. like a running back can't make a difference on one football game. He You're can. just not supposed to pay he, them. He can. And Boston Scott made this... Uh, Made as many plays, if not Miles Sanders doesn't catch that. We actually saw that in the Ravens game. He doesn't Miles catch Sanders a game-winning touchdown. Miles Sanders does. Catch okay, that. so you got a rookie um, wideout and a running back. Goddard won't be back this week, but he's getting it. But he is getting <laughs> healthy. He should be back soon. Okay, that's such an idiot way to phrase it. Matt, Dallas Goddard is a top ten tight end. In oh, the okay. NFL. All right, so you get a top tight end back. Ertz is out. Thank God. Um. And listen, the guys are gelling on defense right now. The team looks. You got to get into the tournament zero and zero. Listen, man, why don't you worry about your division? I don't have anything really to worry about in in my hands. You got to get to the playoffs. I'm I'm looking at a home playoff game right now. I don't no, think the, the Ravens the, are ninety seven percent probability to make the playoffs. What's the probability that the bank hosts a playoff game? Not that high. Do we want to host a playoff game? Lamar wants to go on the road. That's where Flacco thrive. That's where the baby goat will thrive. 49ers Seahawks last rivalry game of the weekend. Uh, there's other ones, but we're not talking about the this Vikings. is a dirty this game. Thing. This is a dirty game. 49ers Seahawks. 49ers playing good football. Seahawks. Finally, their luck runs out. The one time I bet on them. Um, and you've been betting on them this year. I bet on them a little. They may be in the people's parlay later, but 49ers Seahawks. <laughs> Um, I don't know. What do you think? I think this is a big game. That division is so tight. It's kind of the antithesis to the NFC East. Good word. Good where, word. Where everyone is bad. But this is this is as much of a key game to me. Seattle, they lost to Arizona, their first good test, and now they got to face off with uh, 49ers who are playing good, foot, good footy. You know, whenever you pick you have Seattle in a, in a good game, I feel like the analysis is the same thing every time, and that's why Seattle isn't shit. It's, yeah, they could win. They have Russell Wilson. Like, Mm -hmm. he could just carry them to, like, look, they got Carlos Dunlap. Is he going to play this week? Probably not. Um, We all know about their defense, their pass rush. That's why they went out and got him. But, look, you can't pick against them every single week because they have Russell Wilson. And he's the second-best quarterback in the NFL right now. And he can beat anyone by himself if he just gets maybe a little bit of help. Um, so he didn't get enough help last Dunlap, week. And we have no clue what impact Carlos Dunlap's going to make. None. Zero. But it does make me, it started to make me think because the Ravens got Yannick for somewhat of a cheap price tag, Calais, Peters. Uh, and then at the deadline, you always hear about these big deals for the veterans. And everyone's like, don't build your team like you're in Madden, you know, that type of stuff. Don't buy the names, et cetera. No, you but, probably should. But when you're a competing team, you're a top six, top ten team even in the league. The price tag is so low. It's not like you're giving up a second or a fourth, like seventh pick in your third string linebacker. Like for you're someone who up- could make an impact. Dude, draft picks are, especially in the late rounds, the biggest are, fake news you ever. are. You are giving away lottery tickets. You can literally go to your local 7-Eleven and get a six-round draft pick. You might win 10 bucks, and you might have three years of a really good running back before you have to pay them. But 
Right. It's, it's, a, it's like you draft a good running back in the sixth round, and then you win the million in the lottery, but then you got to pay taxes, and you're a whole new tax bracket. Dude, dude, they gave up a second. Well, that second turned into J.J. Ortega-Whiteside. So. <laughs> right. Oh, uh, Dude, they gave up a second, and then you're like, you literally have Marcus Peters, or he was a fifth, but who's like a great player that someone tri- – oh, Minka Fitzpatrick. It's like, oh, you gave up a first. Uh, yeah, Minka Fitzpatrick almost won Defensive Player of the Year. That's why you gave up a first-round pick for him. Although he's not that good, it won't get especially when you trade. Lamar. Especially when you trade um, – I don't even hear. I didn't even hear what you just said. I don't care. <laughs> but um, especially when you trade um, to a shitty organization, because right. you could trade a first round pick to the Jets, right. to the Giants, to the Eagles. Chances are they're gonna fuck it up. <laughs> exactly. Odell Beckham Jr. Speaking of bad organizations, out for the season. Speaking of, sh- oh, I thought you were gonna say speaking of shit. <laughs> Uh, torn ACL for OBJ. I obviously feel bad for him. Feels like he was kind of getting back to his old self at least a little. Baker's numbers with and without OBJ are drastically better without Odell on the field. They think maybe he forces to him a little, which was the DeAndre Hopkins theory, which I still find is maybe the funniest tweet of the offseason where people said Watson would be better because Hopkins took away a lot of targets. Dude, Greg, Greg McElroy said that on ESPN because he had Julio at Alabama and felt the need – Dude, you were a 16-year-old kid, not a professional quarterback. Exactly. Um, Not to mention one of the best receivers in the game. But Odell out for the season. They have all the weapons in the world there. They're in this cycle of Baker where he beats an inferior opponent. He made a clutch throw. They'll play a better team. He'll probably lose, and it'll be the up and downs. Good thing is the Browns look like they could head towards the playoffs. I'm happy for Browns fans. They deserve it. And if the Browns go, you know, they go to Indy, they go to Baltimore, they go to Tennessee. There's no reason why they couldn't sneak a playoff win, and that would be a great year for the Cleveland Browns, which would also lock in the fact they're going to pay Baker Mayfield, which as a Ravens fan, I'm all for. Yeah, I, I don't think Baker's going to get the big contract. He'll but get he'll, the he'll bag. Get, <clears throat> you think he'll get the bag? If he wins a playoff game. Well, that would be pretty dope. For the Browns? He'll get the LeBron Foles he'll get having the Le- a statue. Like, he'll get the LeBron poster that they took down when he left. We are all witnesses. 21-17 to 17 wild card weekend over the Buffalo Bills. <laughs> that, that's what it'll say. But you got to you gotta feel bad for, especially just be as a sports fan, be sad about OBJ. Like, mm-hmm. The guy's, what, 28, 29 right now. He tore his ACL. This guy was on pace when he was at the Giants to be an all-time wide receiver with the numbers that he was putting up. And it's just like the media has gone after him and his numbers have declined and Baker Mayfield and Odell Beckham this, Odell Beckham that, kicking nets, yada, 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 people shitting on his chest. Um, So you just got to feel bad because he was one of the most exciting athletes. And, like, I feel like he was one of the athletes that kids, like, Young kids kind of like grew up. You saw the hairstyle, the the one handed catches, pop culture. But I don't know, man. Do the Browns look to deal Odell? Maybe. I mean, who's going to take him now off a of torn ACL at this point? It's I think I think a, I think but anyone someone I think will, anyone I think anyone the in their tag. right mind would. Well, getting back to that, you wouldn't trade a third round pick for Odell Beckham. I'm saying Jr.? the Browns wouldn't. If you're the Browns, are you really going to give up OBJ for a third round pick to free up that cap space? Maybe you. Maybe you maybe. are. All right, Des Bryant makes a one handed catch in practice. 
Um, it feels it feels a little Ben Simmons ish three pointer in practice, which you know all the about. The only no 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 Jack, what get your mind out? What of the do you gun. mean? The, the only place all right when a Ben Simmons three point clip drops, yeah, it's everywhere. The only place I saw this today was you DMing me and saying, please fast forward to 17 seconds. I'm saying it's the same vibes. It's the same vibes. And it's actually one thing I forgot to to bring up to, to Dez in the interview I wanted to bring up because he was our first receiver, right? Oh, Nate, I guess. No, and James Washington. I want to just – yeah, I want to address with the receivers going forward how cheating NFL gloves are. Yeah, like, no, that's you, not you, fair. You have addressed like, I want, that before. I want, them, I want them to admit that they probably wouldn't be in the NFL without them. Uh, and then you nice. have Dumbo's wearing no gloves, and I'm like, why? That's, like, that's, you think yeah. you're yeah. So here's the that's thing with Des Bryant. No, here's the thing with Des Bryant. It is literally nothing more than a feel good story. That's it. So that's fine, and it's low risk for the Ravens. So I'm fine if that's how it turns out. But after seeing that clip, a little thought ran through my head: What if, just what if, Des Bryant returns? To that form. What if Des Bryant was the big 6-4 dominant possession receiver for the Ravens? And that you thought know what? made me excited. And the only grounds for that besides a one-handed catch in practice is the fact that he's younger than Antonio Brown. And I know Antonio Brown doesn't have the Achilles injury and has been on the field more recently, but... Right. We think of we think of Dez as like this archaic guy, but we don't talk about AB like that. So because Dez's Dez's wear and tear on him is way more than Antonio Antonio Brown's is just the the baggage that comes to him. In my but he's opinion, older, but he's older. Listen, Des Bryant, this is nothing this is don't get it twisted. This is nothing more than a feel good story. He cried, congrats, he's back. Might get cut, might make the team, who knows. The ceiling for Des Bryant is what I don't think you guys need. And I think that's just like a, he fills the role of maybe a tight end. That's exactly what we need. We don't need you? a guy to go up. Like people are like, is he going to get sending open? Him. You're not sending him. You're not sending him on a go route. No. People are like, is he going to get open? Is he going to. So you need, you're signing Des Bryant to catch six yard slants for you guys? Slants, out routes, fades, anything. Go up and get the ball. Look at just look at what happens. You're a vet receiver, Derek Mason, Anquan Bolton, Steve Smith. All three of them came in. We didn't need them to be flying down the field like they used to. We need them to go catch the ball when it matters. And if he fills that role, because Miles Boykin ain't, I'm happy. Last name Will Fuller, rumored to go to the Packers, make Aaron Rodgers happy. Will Fuller went healthy, which is rare. He's a stud, and this would be a bomb move. Fuller out wide with Adams, the way they're running the ball. I think this is an underrated move that people aren't as excited about because here's another name. Here's another name to watch out for for the Green Bay Packers, Zach Ertz. I think that when I, when I, when people are talking about Eagles Twitter about trading Ertz, that was the first team that came to mind. And then I saw that they actually put and in the Ravens, frankly, put in an offer for Ertz prior to him um, having the high ankle sprain. But if he can come back healthy, I mean. With Rodgers, listen, I think if 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 Rodgers at the deadline got any any weapon name, Will Fuller, Zach Ertz, shit, you can even say, I don't know, Devontae Parker. We'd all would be like, yo, that's a sick move. Like, giving Aaron Rodgers another weapon is going to be a good move no matter what. I agree. Shut up, Eagles. Um, <laughs> what did he say? 
said WTF when I said Devontae. Yeah, Devontae. I don't know. He was on the trade block last year. Isn't isn't he like uh, isn't he like the Finns fans like Golden Boy? Yeah, he's been the best statistical receiver of the past sixteen games in the NFL. Damn, if only he played uh, defensive end. (laughs) He's a receiver. Who cares? Um, All right, let's take a quick break. Our quick break is not going to be that quick. Actually, we talked to what. I'm sorry. We talked to Colts wide receiver Desmond Patman last night. It was quite the interview. We talked the Tiger Wood, the Tiger Woods of the NFL. Tiger Woods of the NFL. We talked gaming, Fortnite. We talked obviously Colts Ravens in a couple weeks, Uh, and he he guaranteed us that we would have a free round of golf once he makes the Pro Bowl in Indianapolis. And maybe a million dollars. And yeah, that part it, it was lost in translation. Maybe he didn't. Get I don't know. You got you guys decide. Uh, but tune in right now for an interview with Desmond Patman. What up, fam? We are excited to welcome Colts wide receiver Desmond Patman to the podcast. The Snapback Fam, welcome, Desmond. How are you today? I'm doing great. How you doing? We're doing all right. You said you're in Indy, right? Yeah, yeah. So I've been up in Indy for a few months. So I mean, I've I've enjoyed it. So I mean, it's it's, it's pretty fun out here. You got a you got a long night ahead of you. I see you drinking a coffee. Uh, you know, I was playing some Warzone and okay. I paused some. I paused Ozark to hop on the pod. So I got to finish this season up. Um, but yeah, I'll probably hop back on with some of my teammates and do you, you know, stream get some more all? dubs. Um, it's funny. I was actually uh, probably about to buy a PC. Um, yeah. to to start streaming. Um, but no, no, not yet. I was so, thinking about it though. So I, I've like messed with streaming a little because, you know, we have this audience and I never, like, I was always a Mac guy or an Apple guy. So I could never figure out like a PC, like these guys are building them. I'm like, that's way too complex for me. So I had someone from our audience build me one. I paid them for it. And mm-hmm. I just did like my first full two hour stream today. It is one of if not the most exhausting things like it is a oh, streaming yeah it's crazy because you're constantly chatting the whole time i don't get how these guys do it for eight hours it's insane oh, to me yeah no nah, i mean shoot when you're getting paid a lot of money like the top streamers right, do right. i'm sure you'll find a way we <laughs> had a uh we had a well, how old was he jack skeptic yeah do you we know skeptic a- for, he's he, some, he was in the Fortnite world cup he's a he's, big streamer we had this 14 or 15 year old legitimate kid on our on our podcast and it was just it's crazy to hear that how young this kid is and how how much of an industry streaming actually is this kid has made more money at the age of 14 that i could i can't even fathom to make by the age of 40 like it's wild these these kids are making so much money doing i don't not involved in streaming or anything but um you got a lot of players on the colts that are that are big gamers Philip? Um, I mean, <laughs> Philip. Uh, I, I don't think that he uh, has anything to do with that. His stuff. kids probably do. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure his kids do. Um, but yeah, nah. Uh, a lot of the guys on the team play. Um, usually, me and uh, uh, Michael Pittman, you know, mm-hmm. other receiver, we'll, we'll play a college probably about you know every night. Um, but uh, <laughs> Jacob Eason, um, right. we, we hop on the fort. You know, Ty. I, I'm playing with a lot of the receivers, so. I mean, it's pretty fun when you get like a full squad, go play, you know, search and destroy yeah. um, with a receiver. So, I mean, you know, it's pretty fun. We got, so we got Fort- a decent amount of guys. Fortnite play. hit really hard when Abe and I were seniors. So 2017, 2018, what you graduated this past year, right? So Fortnite, yeah, yeah. Fortnite was big. Like when the Fort- big Fortnite moment to me was Drake and Juju playing with Ninja. Like to me, that's when it was really on the map. 
Oh yeah, like Fortnite for us, you know, I think that was like this generation's like, you know, top game. Like yeah. peak Fortnite was like something else. Um, like yeah, my sophomore year, like I think 2017 to like 2018, early 2019, peak yeah. Fortnite, you know, that yeah, you can't. Exactly. So people that, that was fun. people were like, You're wasting your senior year of college, like you're just in your rooms playing with each other, like you could be hanging out. And I think a lot of people didn't understand, like when you're playing Fortnite with your teammates, like that is some of the best, not even just best memories or moments. It's like really good bonding, like bonding. You're never really going to get. And, exactly, I was, yeah. and I was talking to a bunch of players from like the early days, not early days, whatever, early 2000s. And they were like, we would all have DSs or PSPs on the team plane. And like, that's how we connected. So this gaming stuff isn't new, like in the form of uh, communication. Uh-huh. No, yeah. I mean, Fortnite, um, Call of Duty, everything. Um, yeah, like you said, it's definitely, you know, fun bonding. Um, and I mean, yeah, we spend, you know, we spend hours on it. I'm sure you did too. Yeah, but exactly. I mean, yeah, when you're hanging out with your teammates or right. your friends, you know, for hours, then I mean it's definitely, you know, forming bonds and you know, those are some of the most playing Fortnite with my buddies is like some of the most memorable times from like college, really. Right. <laughs> I'm curious about I'm curious about your whole journey actually, because you were a three-year starter at Washington State, obviously a Pac-12 school, especially in an air raid offense. Being a three-year starter in an air raid offense as a receiver is probably just go run around for as long as you can. Um, but you obviously had to get to that stage from high school. You were a top player in high school, onto the Pac-12, and then onto the NFL where maybe you're not seeing as much time and recognition as you're used to. I'm always curious about how humbling it is when you finally get to the NFL about how good these other people are around you, because you've probably been the top guy your entire life playing football to get to the mm -hmm. stage you have to be. And now it's, it's the uncertainty of playing time and stuff like that. I'm curious about your journey and, and what was the wake up call in the NFL? Like, damn, these guys are real. Um, you know, I mean, yeah, like you said, you know, the high school, you know, the best of the best are going to go on to college uh -huh. and then in college, you know, the best of the best are going to go on to the NFL. Um, and yeah, like you said, you know, the, these guys are good, you know, um, I mean, everyone's out there running, you know, who you're playing against running four fours, four threes, right. you know, so you kind of got to be on the top of your game, you know, all the time. And it's such a competitive environment. Um, so you're always like, you know, and it, it's a business really. I mean, I've seen guys, you know, come get signed, release, you know, the same day. Um, so, I mean, you, you always got to, you know, work and be competitive. Um, but, you know, coming from the air raid, um, I mean, right now, like you said, I'm not really playing, but, you know, I'm, I'm developing, um, mm -hmm. you know, and it's a lot of like mental stuff. Um, right. The NFL is too. So um, just getting smarter. Um, you know, I have, like you said, our T.Y. Hilton, you know, I have a Pro Bowl receiver in my room um, to, you know, kind of pick his brain a little bit and stuff like that. Um, but I mean, shoot. At the end of the day, you know, even if I'm not playing, you know, I'm in the NFL right now. I'm, I'm living my dream. You know, That's sick. Hey, I'm, I'm you know what? Sometimes I'll wake up, you know. Like, damn, this is crazy. Hey, yeah. Like you said, I, I was, it's funny. I, last week, I, I was in, the, I was in uh, you know, the facility and DeForest Buckner, you know, he's like, man, we got the best job in the world. It's, it's 10 a.m. and we're in the hot tub before practice, you know. So, you know, that's what, that's what I got to go to work to every day, you know, just out there playing football. Something I've dreamed of since I was a little kid. Um, and I mean, you know, that that's all I got to do, you know, go out there, play right. football, have fun. So, I mean, it, it's been a fun process. I mean, it's been a long process, you know, you work your whole life for this, but I mean, that, you know, where else How old are you in the world? It's not I, like I'm it's 22. over. Right. 20, exactly. yeah, yeah, we're I'm just getting started. You know? yeah. yeah. I got my whole life ahead of me, you know, and 
I'm excited, you know, for the rest of my journey. Um, right. I mean, obviously, you know, this is the first, you know, first step, just got my foot in the door. Um, but Hey, like, so, so you say that like, you, you, you're like, damn, I'm in the NFL at six, but was there that one moment, whether it was in, well, you didn't really have a traditional uh, training camp, but has there been that one moment since you've been in the league where that really stuck out to you, whether it was playing against somebody, playing with somebody, meeting someone for the first time where you're just like, Holy shit, this is like real. <laughs> um, let's see. I mean, obviously, I mean, I, I'm I was born and raised in San Diego. Oh um, wow, San Diego kids. So Philip Rivers, you know, growing up my whole life, you know, that, that was our quarterback. Um, so I mean, it was kind of cool coming up to Indy, and you know, it, as soon as I get drafted, you know, Philip Rivers is my quarterback. Uh, I'm like, what the heck? You know, I grew up watching this, this kid's been, or this guy's been in the league since I was a kid. You know, right. I, I I was in elementary school. Um, when, since he's been playing um, uh, in the NFL. So um, just going to work every day and seeing, you know, pro bowlers, you know, right in the same locker room mm-hmm. as you, kids you grew up, I mean, sorry, men, you grew up watching <laughs> since you were a kid. Yeah, I got to flip around. Um, right. But, you know, just that um, and, you know, seeing head coaches and stuff like this, um, you know, growing up and seeing them on TV all the time. So now they're just, you know, your teammates. Um, so it's kind of yeah exactly yeah they're they're my coworkers. so i mean you know just moments like that is when you're like wow you know i'm really here um and yeah this is my job so <laughs> so the one thing or the two things that i really appreciate is even i've talked to some nfl or some nba guys and way too common do they say eh, i don't really like football that much i know a lot of people do but i'm like how is going to the nfl not your dream like you made it to the nfl but even worse are the guys who are like Eh, I didn't really have a team growing up. Like I didn't support anyone. Like, I think it's the coolest thing is like, you grew up in San Diego, you watch Philip Rivers, you, your dream is to make the NFL and then you're catching balls from Philip Rivers. Like that's the perfect story. How could you want exactly. it any other way? Exactly. And I mean, you know, we got Philip and I mean, I, uh, another guy who's on my team is uh, my buddy, Cam, uh, Cameron Klein. He, we went to high school together, you know, wow. and now he's on my team too. So you know, I grew up watching Philip Rivers. He's my quarterback. Grew up, went to high school with my buddy Cameron. And, you know, he we're on the same team now. So, I mean, it, it's just, you know, a lot of things are playing out. And, you know, it's, it's a small world, really. <laughs> yeah, that's that's right. pretty cool. So, yeah. um, I actually, I didn't even put two and two together. But I booked a flight to Indy today to come mm-hmm. see Ravens Colts um, in two weeks. So, I, I will be in Indianapolis, not, oh, support, yeah. not supporting the Colts, but I'll be supporting you or the wide receiver crew at least. So I'm excited oh, yeah. to check out Indy, although I'm in Florida right now. So I can only imagine the temperature change is, oh, yeah. is quite say, stark be, right now. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit colder. You know, it's in the 40s right now. <laughs> you um, you so played at Washington Florida. State. You're used yeah, to it. Yeah, so I'm used to it. You know, there's definitely some guys on the team that are, you know, straight California, Florida guys or, you know, right. got to be acclimated to it. But. You know, I've spent my last four years in, in Pullman, Washington, so I'm, I'm used to it. Plus, Did you guys you are in a play... dome, right? Yeah. Uh, no, really? no, Washington State. You no, know, no, 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 Indy, Indy, Indy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's a good thing. Yeah, that's a good thing about Were uh, you uh Indy. Were you at Washington State with Garner, with Garner Minshew? Yeah, yeah, that was my um, uh, junior year. That was when we went 11-2. and two. Um, I was Garner's leading receiver, and mm-hmm. that was, you know, that was just like, that was probably my most fun year of life right there. Really? You know, was, yeah. Going 11 and two, we, we brought college game day to Washington state. That was the first time it's ever been there. We won. 
um, you know, set the school record for, you know, having the highest, you know, um, rec win record. Mm -hmm. um, and I mean, it was, that was just like, a, that was just like a fun year, you know, just all, all around. What has it been like seeing Garner, who's like your guy, just he mm -hmm. kind of came out of nowhere last year in a, in a quarterback situation, just come onto the scene. And like, now he's literally the Jags number one. The Jags are looking to him as maybe a, a building block in the future. What's that like seeing, I guess, your guys, like you've seen, you've got this guy, Cam, that you've played in high school with. You're he, you're in the league with him. These guys that you've grown up playing with and around, seeing them achieve their dream too. Uh, I mean, it, it's awesome. You know, yeah. I'm, I'm happy. You know, I'm proud um, for all my guys. Um, I mean, like you said, yeah, Gardner, you know, he's he's their quarterback right now. And, you know, he, he ever since he, he was a grad transfer, so he came to Washington State um, my junior year. And, you know, ever since he's, you know, stepped, stepped foot on campus, you know, he, he kind of just had a little edge to him. You know, he had that look, he had the it factor, yeah. you know, like as soon as he got there, you could just feel it. You know, he had that it factor. Um, so, I mean, I've been super, I mean, everyone at Cougar Nation, you know, loves him. Um, he came like the poster child for, for, you know, Washington State. Um, and yeah, obviously now, you know, he's um, doing his thing in Jacksonville, you know, like right. you said, he's, he's there, you know, number one. Um, so, I mean, I'm, I'm super happy for him. You know, we played him the first game of the, the year. He came out, like, set, like, I think he set, like, the NFL record for, like. Yeah, he burned um, you guys. Yeah. Completion percentage yeah. and everything. Yeah, yeah, QBR rating or something <laughs> like that. So, I mean, it, it was a pretty cool moment. You know, I said, I'm proud of you after the game. And we actually got him the uh, last game of the season, too. So, that would be him cool. Back. You know, he, get him yeah, back. So, yeah, so hopefully, you know, we're. He, he doesn't do the same thing, but uh, yeah, it, it's just super cool. Um, I mean, we're going to journey swap, um, right. but, you know, seeing all my guys grow up and, you know, develop and doing stuff, you know, on to the next level. Um, I mean, I, I got a uh, Andre Diller, you know, he, he's plays uh, for Philadelphia, uh, you know, he, he's out this season. Yeah. But first rounder, you know, played with him since I was, uh, I need him out there. I need him out there. For I know. Birds. I know. Yeah. Um, but played with him, you know, since I was a freshman. So, I mean, it's, it's super cool. Um, seeing him get drafted first round out of Washington State. So, I mean, I, just seeing all my guys succeed is, you know, something, you know, that uh, ma makes me proud. And I'm sure that they're proud of me as well. What's it like? All right. So you went from, was Garner your last year at Washington State? No, that was my uh, junior year. Junior year. What's mm -hmm. it like going from quarterback to quarterback when you're a receiver? Because, and I'm, I'm phrasing this question in a different way because of who your quarterback is now. Mm -hmm. Philip Rivers throws the ball sidearm. A lot of the time, what's it, <laughs> yeah, what's it does. like, what's it like adjusting to like that type of thrower and like an arm mang? Like how, how difficult is it to go from quarterback to quarterback, catching different type of passes and getting on a certain rapport where you're comfortable? I mean, honestly, you know, honestly, I mean, I think from the outside looking in, you know, people would say, you know, it's kind of hard to get adjusted, but um, like you said, I've, I've had a court, different quarterback, you know, basically every year I was at Washington state right. and we threw the ball more than any team in the country. Um, so I think that I'm probably, you know, probably the most, you know, like ready for that, you know, a different quarterback situation. Um, so it's not really that hard, to be honest, as long as, you know, gain chemistry with them. Um, but I mean, I, if you're a receiver, you know, you go out there, you've caught millions of passes in your life. Um, and, you know, that, that's your job. You just go out there and catch the ball. So it's not super hard to Justin, but um, no, he definitely does throw the ball sidearm. Yeah. <laughs> so I think not to go back too far, but I, I do think there's something cool about the Washington state thing. Like you can go be a legend. Like Abe went to Penn state. I went to Texas. Like you could go be a legend there, but you're a legend. Like 
it's virtually impossible to break any records. Like those schools mm-hmm. have been along for that long. And now like you're going to be, you know, one of the top wide receivers in Washington state history. So I could see where that's pretty cool, but we've spent way too much talking about sports on our sports podcast. We hate talking sports with guests because <laughs> that's all you guys do at the end of the day. Yeah. It's like you have press conferences and you talk to the press and you do all that. So uh, we were informed, we talked about gaming a little, but we heard you, you like to golf. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I, I definitely do like to go. So I was Jack and I both got morning. in yeah. to it recently. Oh, you um, did? Yeah. I started my, my junior year. I kind of got into it, um, with my buddy. He, he was a, a quarterback at Washington state now. Um, but yeah, we just went out there, um, bought some, bought some clubs from Goodwill and uh, kind of watch some YouTube videos and taught ourselves how to golf. That's how I've been doing it. Just looking at YouTube videos. And I've, I've learned, I've come to realize that golf more than any other sport, like any, like you can pick up soccer because you're, you're big, you're fast, you're good with your feet. You can pick up basketball because you're big. You're maybe not the skills, but golf is the one sport that any athlete can't just go and pick up. And it has been very, humble but i do think if there is a sport you do see a lot of athletes being very good at golf it's hand eye Mm. it's repetition um one of the things for me when i you know i've been playing my whole life but when i say i've been playing my whole life i play a round or two every year and it's like put it in perspective that's literally 200 shots over the course of a year in one pickup game of (laughs) if if you're lucky my dude right exactly (laughs) uh and that's like a couple pickup games or a couple Sundays playing hoops or for you, it's like one practice of catches. So it's like, when I'm like, how am I decent at these other sports, but I'm so bad at golf. It's like the rep difference is just so different. So I've been going to the range all the time. Are you actually good now? Or you just like to play golf? Um, I would say that um, I, like, I'm pretty good. You have now. a handicap. Um, uh I would have to check my app because, uh, yeah. you know, I have like an app and it kind of, yeah. you, know, you track your rounds and do all that stuff. I think I was a, like a 14 or a 15. Okay. All right. Um, and last... how good do you have to be? To, am I close to getting a handicap? Probably not. Right. If yeah. You, no, you're no, 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 no. 36 you, uh... is the handicap, Abe, which is your 36 over part. You average about two. We're right about the 36. If we played well, we could probably. I'm going to, I'm going to call myself 34. <laughs> you don't want to <laughs> call yourself 34. You want the max. That's how you get more shots. No, I want to. Yeah. Cause I can just sound cooler. Trust me, no one's gonna think you're cool with the 34. Yeah, I was gonna say, yeah, 30, yeah, you kind of, yeah, but I mean, no, I'm cooler I, than I'm you with a 36. <laughs> um, I went like two weeks ago with one of my teammates and I shot an 89, so I think that that's pretty good. That's you know, really that's good. good. I am yes. not touching 89. So, yeah, I, in Indy, before it got too cold, you were you were playing? Uh, actually, you know, I mean, it's it's a little cold right now, but like I said, I went to Washington State, I'm used to it. Um, yeah. so we get free golf here um, at the golf course. So, yeah, yeah, I know. It's a park of being so, in the It's so crazy. It's like the more successful you become and then the more your wages increase, the more free the things more free you get. Stuff like you would oh, think yeah. it was working in inverse, yeah. but that's nice. I know. Yeah, so we get Like free any golf. course you show up, be like, yo, Colts. Sorry, 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 sorry. Let me, let me rephrase that. Uh, I, I'm aware of three right now, but there's one literally like it's three more than I got. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and no one can complain about free golf, but um, there's one like half a mile from our facility. And we also have, we also have like a par three course built in 
to our facility. Like it's in the parking lot. Oh like gosh. it has like two greens in like probably like 10 different tee boxes. So we have our own little golf course as well with water, you know, floating green. Um, so, I mean, I'm really, I'm really living the life. I bought a, I bought a new uh, set of clubs. I was going to say, did you upgrade from Goodwill by now? <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. I had to, as soon as I got up here, I started making some real money. I had to go out there, you know, buy some, a new set of irons, but um, uh, yeah, like you said, golf, golf's just fun. Um, and you know, I'm decent at it. It sounds like you've got a good, like, hobbies within the league to stay connected to your teammates especially now during covid like Mm -hmm. i feel like i've heard a lot about like the isolation of sports nowadays like everyone growing up like the locker room and like your teammates was really the spot and then you hear about like you get to the pros and now with social media and all this stuff it's like you're not as connected maybe to your teammates as they used to be i don't know how true that is but it sounds like between gaming and golf like you're you're pretty in it Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, you, you gotta, you gotta find a way, like you said, especially with COVID going on, um, you, you kind of like the whole year you've had to find ways to, you know, entertain yourself. Um, and you know, that's a lot of people picking up new hobbies. You know, I think more people have picked up golf this year than, yeah. you know, doing any, any other yep. year ever. Um, but I mean, yeah, me and, uh, usually I hang out with my buddy Pitt. Um, and I mean, we go fishing all the time. Um, there's a, there's a ton of nice fishing spots out here um i took him to the golf course you know that that was pretty bad <laughs> but um yeah just you know gaming fishing golfing um doing a bunch of things you know it's, it's fun you know hanging out with my teammates that's dope that's uh, yeah. dope um so then with Pitt, he's doing a lot that's michael i assume that, mm-hmm. that's, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Him. he's doing a lot of content stuff right he has the youtube channel with his girlfriend fiance yeah, wife yeah. or whatever um you know he's whatever (laughs) i you know it's all the same at this point Uh, they seem like they're in love that whole thing so you got you know you're a younger player in the league right and i think one of the players that i was really impressed with even though i'm a ravens fan is juju and juju had a lot of success right out of usc but as he was kind of gaining notoriety as a player he was building his brand and you know the nfl they say it's not for long and I think like it's we've seen how important it is to build those brands because also mm-hmm. the bigger brand, the more free stuff you get. Like we we're just talking exactly. about. He's doing a really good job of that. Is there anything that you're is that like an interest to you? Um, is there like businesses like networking within the locker room that's of interest to you? Or are you more like, you know, put your head down. I just love to play football. Um, I mean, I'm more of those guys, you know, I do kind of keep to myself, but it's funny that you mentioned this because literally yesterday we had a, a little rookie, uh, like we always yeah. meet with the rookies as a rookie, um, um, showcase or I forget exactly what it's called, but, um, yeah, we had a meeting about building our brands. Um, and, um, it, this is literally exactly what we talked about yesterday. Um, so I mean, I, I'm trying to get, I'm trying to put my foot in the door into building my brand. Um, I'm not really, you know, sure exactly how to go about that, but I have like all the resources available mm-hmm. to me um, to establish my band or my brand and build it. Um, whether that's, you know, streaming or, you know, making a YouTube channel right. or doing stuff like that. But, you know, like you said, it's definitely, you know, a good thing to get started at early in your career, um, you know, so you can get more free stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, one of the biggest things we, when we were down at Super Bowl, I was talking to like Santonio Holmes, you know, the older wide receivers who have been mm-hmm. through it, Colston. And they were like, the one thing I wish I knew back then was like, 
the power you have in the locker room, right in your NFL career is the most connected you'll ever be in your life. Um, and I think it's cool that there's no doubt been a shift, um, encouraging people to build their brands. I think it's like, if you thought about that, even five years ago, like people got looked down upon for posting about themselves, football is such a team sport. So I do think Mm -hmm. it's pretty cool that the NFL is like encouraging you guys to do it, um, and, and take that route. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. Jack and I, Jack and I actually have a way to help your brand. Um, well, well, it's so already helped with the bump. Explain the bump. That's that's what I was alluding to. So there's this thing called the snapback bump, where mm-hmm. pretty much you come on this podcast, it translates to on-field success. Um, last week, our our the guest that we've had historically had a. Like if you build a fantasy team or who, who was it last week, Jack, that scored a touchdown? Last week, uh, we had Joe Reed from the Chargers on the pod. He scored his first career touchdown. Boston Scott, obviously the game-winning touchdown. DJ Moore had two touchdowns. The original snapback bump comes from, we talked to Eckler before this, uh, before this season. We talked mm-hmm. to him in the offseason. So he literally didn't play in a game, and then he got a big contract. So we said that's fully attributed to us. So we, To the bump right there? Yeah. So you might get the bump, but we're going to take full credit, even for all the performance and any success. Also, <laughs> wait, if we're talking if we're talking credit, let's – I mean, if the bump comes – we got to start making contracts for these guests, Jack. I know. I if know. the bump comes into effect, if and when you get your, your big deal and everything – um just don't forget about the, the boys at snapback you know what i mean i'll, I'll never forget you know who, who maybe a uh, jump started my career yeah maybe exactly. a little uh maybe if you talk to a some courses <laughs> talk to some courses a and free then- round of hey look look i get the bump <laughs> you guys can come out to indy and get a free round of golf on me we will take said, you up on that offer because he just said 100 oh, he just said free round of golf on me you're already getting it for free I know, but, but you know he's sorry. he's selling you, his you body. Choose whatever course. Yeah. You choose whatever course. I feel you. I feel you. But is there all I ask course? is when the bump comes, when the bump comes, just remember snapback. He's got of course, it. of course. Because it's coming. It's coming. <laughs> As, I feel it too. I is there too. like you're you know, you picked up golf, you like golf, you get mm-hmm. to play free golf, but is there like are you a golf fan? Like, will you watch the Masters or is there like a course you actually want to play with, or are you just kind of like the idea and sport of playing golf? Um, I remember growing up, uh, I hated watching golf. Like I thought it was the most boring thing ever. Yeah. You know, your, your dad, grandpa turns it on. You're like, dude, turn this off. I'm trying to watch <laughs> cartoons. But, um, as soon as I got into golf, my junior year, um, I, or when was it? I forget. Tiger literally won. What did he win? The masters or the open? What, what was it? He won the masters a few years yeah, ago. The masters. Yeah. 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 The yeah. Masters yeah. Like that ago. was like right when I got into golf and that kind of like, like jump started even more. So I was tuned in. I'll go home from practice, you know, watching golf, um, go out there, you know, watching golf highlights in class, you know? Um, so I'm, I'm definitely a fan of the sport now. Um, and I, and I kind of try to keep updated on it. I mean, it's a little harder now, um, you know, cause I got a job now. Um, yeah. but, um, no, I'm definitely, you know, a fan, you know, I'll watch it. I'll tune in. So one thing combo of building a brand in golf, one thing I've learned and it's, it's sneaky. It's the silent majority people love to give golf tips. So if you like post on your Instagram story, like you Mm -hmm. swing or even on your feed, 
people are like so excited. It's rare that like if you post stuff, people just love to troll and a lot of Instagram comments are negative. People mm-hmm. love to give you helpful tips. I've literally gone from, I didn't know you're supposed to interlock your fingers. I didn't know you're supposed oh. to get your hips through all these oh, things yeah. that so many people have taught me. The golf community, it's a pretty fun one. So that, oh, that, yeah. Yeah, that's my one tip. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, I, I remember I, I posted something on my story and, you know, guys are commenting, oh, yeah, great swing, dude. Or, you know, yeah, they, exactly. they're, they're I've started like that. I started playing a few months ago, like consistently, dude, I'm in my kitchen next to the fridge, just like air swinging. That's where I'm, <laughs> oh, that's, yeah. that's where yeah. I'm at in my golf career right now. And I'm like, yeah. Ooh, that, that one looked good. That one felt yeah. good. And this Shanked. is definitely the time, you know, that that's fun because, um, you know, when you first start out, you know, you're, you're shooting in the hundreds, you know, and you, you see, you'll see, you'll start seeing like such a drastic drop in your scores. Um, but you know, once you kind of get to, you know, lower scores, there's not really a ton of room for improvement. So yeah. this is the, this is the most fun time for you guys. Cause I remember same thing. I would literally like, like I would get out of class early and me and my buddy would go, to, we would go to the driving yeah. range. Like, like, cause that's how like fun it is. You know, when you first start getting going, you just want to like, well, I want to be like Tiger Woods, blah, blah, blah. Um, but yeah, this is definitely, you know, that the most important or fun time in All a right. golfer's career when they first start, you know, cause that's when you see like the most drastic improvement. I judge my, um, I judge my round of golf, not on this number on the scorecard, but the amount of balls that I start and leave with. That you don't lose. That's what I've, that's so what, I, honestly how I've yeah, seen the most progression in my, in my mm-hmm. game is that I'm not losing as many you balls. You got to like start I, counting balls oh, yeah. found minus balls lost. That's how you have a really good round. Like I've, <laughs> I've finished some rounds plus two and it's plus two balls. It's, it's a great feeling. There you go. All right, yeah, Des, um, we appreciate the time. Your social media is what's your Instagram handle? It is a uh, dad pat seven. So, I mean, at, at that, a lot of people say, you know, call yourself that. No, it's my initials in my, it's my name, Desmond Andrew Dwayne Patman, dad, Pat seven. So just explaining Honestly, the, the name. Even I were ready to call you daddy. So that would have worked. <laughs> um, I, mean, yeah. I mean, you don't have a kid, do you? No, no. All no, right. No. So when you do down the line, then you're, there's your excuse. Exactly. I know. Yeah, it'll turn into a cute thing. <laughs> Um, yeah. so you can find Des on Instagram. I'll see Des in a couple of weeks up in Indianapolis. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. Um, but we really do appreciate it. And, uh, welcome to the snapback fam and good luck with your snapback bump. Thank you. I appreciate it. Don't forget about us. <laughs> Never. <laughs> All right, fam. Hope you enjoyed that interview with Dez. Super fun, super cool guy. We're excited to cash in on that round of golf. Let's close this pod up with a little People's Parlay Power Rankings and School A. People's Parlay, A, pick number one belongs to you. Make sure you use code snapback at mybookie.ag. Cash us out. We still got to get that odds boost. They're saving up the odds boost for when we know we're going to hit. For Eagles, for Eagleson's final. And I'm looking at this. Imagine, imagine. I'm looking we... at these four games, and there's four teams with four winning records, which I'm excited about. We are laying points in all four of those games, but as are they we, say, favorites we did cover. That. Favorites we did cover, that. favorite, but whatever. Who's we first did that bet? last week. I think that's the exact reason I woke up on Sunday and I looked at the people's party. Hated it. Yeah. Ugh. yeah. Um, first pick, the best team ever. Against maybe the worst team ever, That's I'm laying I'm laying 19 and a half against the Chiefs. It opened up at like 21 and a half, I think. Yeah, we it got, got below, it minus it, 20. It got it got below that magic three touchdown sweet number. Listen, it's a lot of points. I get it. 
But it's the Jets. It's the Chiefs. Who knows? We'll find out. <laughs> the Chiefs I'm could win the game 50-0. to zero. Right. My, my thought about this when I made the pick, my hesitation was, eh, what if it's like 28 nothing? They pull Mahomes, and then there's just like a backdoor yeah, 10 points. I, but I think that's fine. Like, you know what? For seven like, points. I, I think that's fine. So, whatever. Chiefs minus 20. I think it's a good pick. Um, no, it's a good pick. I don't know why I'm doubting my yeah, pick already. I think it's That's a for great Sunday pick. morning. I it's think especially coming off the cover against Buffalo, who's like a fraudulent team, and then you take the best quarterback in the league, it's a good pick. Yeah, someone um, just said in the chat, someone just said in the chat, D. Bernstein, Le'Veon Bell. Oh, I didn't even think about that. Oh, that's money. Oh, let's, sell, let's sell points. <laughs> Can we take alt spread 24 and a half? We'll just take Le'Veon. We could take Le'Veon's prop within the parlay as a little yeah, bonus okay. kicker. Yeah, uh, my that. first pick, Colts minus two and a half. Indy is in Detroit, coming off the bye, coming off a it. big interview with the Snapback Sports Pod. So I'm using the bump here. Um, I hate it. I hate Detroit's it, hate coming it. off two wins against not very good teams by the skin of their teeth. At Atlanta by a point where they shouldn't have won the game. And the game before, not by the skin of their teeth, they beat the Jags, who are an awful team. It's a buy low, sell high, or it's a buy quiet, sell high on the Lions. Colts minus two and a half. Give me a field goal, Philip Rott. Philip Rivers. I must call him Rogers. That's kind of the vibe. Pick number two for you. Well, about about your pick. This is yeah, you don't have to hate the, on my pick. There's no. no I'm not reason. hating on it. It's just funny how we arrived at this pick. I said, "Ooh, I don't, why is that so low?" And you go, "Exactly." Because you can either think they're it's low because they're saying something about the it's Lions, or they're saying line. something about the. It's not a Vegas line. It's All right, not. let's let's go with it. My second pick. This line, I was struggling to pick my second one, and then this stuck out like a sore thumb. The Rams minus three against Miami. I get it. Short week. I get it. Probably spending the weekend in Miami. Why is two attack of whatever getting maybe four and a half points for just being the starter? This spread seems oddly low to me. It seems like there's a lot of hype around Tua in the start. Um, so I think the Rams, listen, the Rams got some of the most pressures like in NFL history or some shit on Monday against Foles. What do you think they're going to do against a rookie quarterback? They do that without blitzing. Now they're going to blitz on a rookie quarterback. See what you got, Tua. Let's dance. Um, this is a Vegas line. So no, it's not the, it's, it's not the no. only, it's not the only line. There is another line. That's a major one. You think one. this is, you I think everyone's f- teasing. No, you think everyone's teasing the Rams to money line. Maybe I mean they're probably take no they're probably taking the points thing and they're gonna blow them out the biggest the biggest Vegas line is Saints minus four against the Bears I need a the I Bears need a Webster, are obviously a lock I need um, a Webster I need a Miriam Webster's definition of a Vegas lock a Vegas line Vegas line is essentially you look at the line everyone loves it you can't figure out why the line is so low and therefore you know the other side will most most likely win which is what I so what so what makes <laughs> what makes the Colts two and a half not a Vegas line and the Rams Dolphins a Vegas line? The three and a half to me is like, are they really only going to win by a field goal? And then it's like, no, maybe the Dolphins just win straight up. I'm going to be in attendance for a snapback experience in seven months. Um, I'm going to be with a lot of Dolphins fans. So you're going to be rooting for the Finns, aren't you? I feel like I'm going to be on Finns money line, but I got to ride for the people's parlay. So we'll see. Final pick. Seattle minus two and a half at home against this is the a Niners. Disgusting people's parlay. I think that the Niners 
are a good football team. But I also think that what are the chances that Russell Wilson gets unlucky two straight weeks? Like, you know how this game's going to go. It's going to be tied late. What do you mean unlucky? You threw like 50 picks last week. But I'm saying, like, they always win. Zane Gonzalez misses a field goal on second down. Like, that's the epitome of Seattle's luck, and they didn't win that game. So, uh, better quarterback, right, than the the Niners have. Jamal Adams could be back. Dunlap won't play, but... I like Seattle minus two and a half. So my bookies, people's parlay: Chiefs minus twenty, Colts minus two and a half, Seattle minus two and a half, Rams minus three and a half. Given a lot of points at mybookie.ag. <laughs> uh, power rankings. Let's wait. Talk how many rankings. of those? How many of those are road favorites? Uh, just one. Just one or two. Two are Colts the Rams and Rams. And the Colts. Which is why I like Seattle's line, and I'm fine with the Chiefs line. Um, two for four. Two for four doesn't pay the bills. No, I'm not saying we're going two for four. I'm saying two of the games are on the road. Uh, power rankings. Here we go. Number five for me, the Baltimore Ravens. Number four for me, the Green Bay Packers. Still, are they cute or they just don't like to get physical? That's TBD. I don't number get th- this whole they don't like to get physical thing. Look at the numbers. Number what three. What does that mean? You can't. You can't. There's no numbers. Oh, now, now you're a numbers guy when there's blatantly no numbers. There's no numbers to calculate how physical a team is. There probably is. Number what three. You, well, one of, those stat, one of those stats that you tweeted out the other night where I said you don't so know a good. single one. Did of you these. know a single one of the stats? Um, I was able to, like, kind of guess about a few of them. And, and did it say Snell was good three times through the order? I didn't know if high numbers meant good or bad. <laughs> Number three, Tampa Bay. For all you knew, for all you knew, you were retweeting a tweet that did that went against the no the Blake shot, Snell move. No shot. <laughs> Tampa at number three, Chiefs at number two, Steelers what, what is, what is are going the best on? team in the NFL. It would be such a shame if chess move by Jack Settlement. If another team beat the Steelers, who are by far the best team, the only undefeated team in the league, the division leader, the team with the great defense, great offense, great coach. All right, enough. I doubt they lose to the Ravens, but if they do, we'll see. That's my there power is, there, Yeah, there is no integrity in those power rankings. At Mine all. a little bit more integrity. We'll start with the Eagles at five. Um, <laughs> No, I'm kidding. Um, Seattle at five, plain and simple. Russell Wilson, that's it. And that's the same reason Green Bay's at four. I just think, as always, the the parts around Aaron Rodgers and Russell Wilson cancel them out are a little bit better on Green Bay. Um, Number three, call me crazy, but I don't think Pittsburgh's the best team in the NFL. I don't think they've done enough to be the best team in the NFL. Um, Jack is just using this as propaganda. So when the Ravens win by two on a game-winning field goal by Justin Tucker, they can – Shoot all the way up to number one next week. Um, number two, and I think there's a big gap between one and two and three, four, and five. I think Tampa has solidified themselves as like it's it it's our it's our conference, and you guys have to go through us. So I'm going with Tampa at two, and Galaxies away from Tampa at number one. Locks to win it all. Best team in the league. Best team ever. Kansas City Chiefs. You know, you know who you are, which I like. Got really upset realizing today because I was watching like a Twitter video of it. You gonna say Nick Wright? You're just Nick Wright, and like <laughs> I hate Nick Wright. And just because he's a Chiefs, just because he's a Chiefs fan, LeBron guy. 
and he hates on Brady all the time. Like I don't hate on Brady. No, I just no. I just said that Brady is. Nah, a- I know, I know. But like, it's just Nick Wright goes against everything I believe in, and you. Well, you just- go against everything on the the Twitter app. No, that's not true. That's you were the true. only person on planet Earth. That's that also not true. I will share a Twitter thread with you that I think will be very informational. And I'm going to watch the John boy. I'm going to watch the nerds my way. Send the nerds my way. <sighs> Chiefs aren't that good. What do um, you mean? School A. Let's get Eagles in here. You don't even do it, right? You don't even do it. I know. School? It's built for you. Eh? Um, dude, we want to go back to rivalry week. Eagleson, let's get right to it. We got a bio test. Move to Friday. Move to Friday. Move to Friday. We're about, I don't know, 36 hours out. You can do the math on that. How do we feel? Feeling pretty good. Been getting some studying done earlier. Okay. So. That being said, what is a cross between individuals that involves one pair of contrasting traits called? Can you say that again? I don't even think I got it right. <laughs> What is the cross? Give me one second. What is the cross between individuals? Something I know. I just said the answer. Shit. (laughs) What is the genetic genetic mix between two individuals who have homozygous genotypes or genotypes that have completely dominant or completely recessive alleles, which result in opposite phenotypes for for a certain genetic trait called? I would have thought the answer for that one would be heterozygous. But. The answer is monohybrid cross. Um, damn it, Mr. McPhee. <laughs> um, damn it, yeah, Eagleson's not putting in the, the work in the gym. Um, true or false, is a phenotype determined by the genotype? True. Fuck yeah. All right, you're there ready. We there we go. <laughs> He's ready so to we're, go. So, so we're here's 40. the thing with school. Let's talk it's, about school for a second. <laughs> I mean, we do a whole school episode. Abe and I literally didn't even know anything that just came out of Abe's mouth. Like he was reading words off the paper, but that's you not weren't. true. I so I looked up. So I was looking at Eagleson's study guide that he sent me, and something stuck out. Punnett Square. I've heard I, of it. I couldn't. That tell was you what that's it was. like how you determine the types of chromo chromosome pairs, right? Eagleson. Kind of. Oh, yeah, so yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I know what you're Like referring X to. times. Go ahead. It's like when you have like the different alleles. So you've got the big S and the little S, and then the small. Right. Let me ask you. Like, let me ask whatever. you a question, Eagleson. What do you want to yeah. do when you grow up? Um, I mean, the plan was to be a firefighter, but okay, that's pretty, that's pretty dope. dope. Yeah. Yeah. What do you mean was? I mean, I I I don't really know. Okay. That's okay. Well, here uh, here's a little tip that Mr. McPhee won't tell you. In firefighting school, you don't need to know what a monohybrid cross is. <laughs> I don't worry, even know if doctors need to know. Like, who <laughs> does need to know that? Dude, dude, don't even Biology get teachers. Who the fuck needs to know about history? No, okay. <laughs> That's the worst take that you've ever had on this Cer- podcast. Certain history. Why that do is I need the to know? worst take you have ever I'm had with, on this Why do I'm with Jack in on the this time, one. I'm, in I'm the pro time history. Where okay, you need right to know. Now, you need to know. You need to know some history for sure. Okay, maybe that. <laughs> that was, was a great that. Take Let's for the restart. Time. Let's rewind that. Rewind. <laughs> Ge- geometric proofs. What, dude? Right. <laughs> what are we doing here? What are we doing here? The difference between an isosceles and an obtuse. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not an architect. I don't even think architects need to know that. Um, Spanish, it helps. 
Sure. Well, don't even actually, that that's a whole different conversation because that just talks about the ignorance of America and us not needing to know a second language and making everyone know our language, which is ignorant Americans, and we'll admit we're probably there. Canadians fall into that as well. Let's not we speak. Uh, no, they speak French. Uh, that's true. Bonjour. Comment ça va? Uh, but I took <laughs> French for ten years. Um, you were never a Spanish guy. No, we did French in our school. It was like whatever. My grade was French. The year. Before us was German. The year after us, oh, was so they tried. Spanish. They tried to co- they tried to cover the globe. A, yeah, and then Chinese got in there. Remy took Chinese, but yeah, school like some of the stuff you learn is crazy. They don't teach you about yeah. taxes. They don't teach you how to vote. No. They don't teach you how to take a mortgage out. How to do a credit card. How to do pretty much anything that you need to do. Bro, in I had, real I was tw- dude. Do you know how embarrassing it was to go to my mom at like twenty years old and be like. How do I get a like, what's a credit like? How do I get a credit card? <laughs> yeah, like it's insane. just like you feel like so stupid. You've just been like, uh, you know what? You know how there's the I oh promise God. school. Yeah, oh God, snapback school. I'm down. Built Let's to teach, teach real life shit. The shit that matters, plain and simple. What kind of people get accepted to the school? I don't know. Leave us a review. <laughs> on Apple Podcasts and subscribe, and maybe we'll let you in. Yeah, for um, your application. Um, we could each teach a subject. The four, three what, of us. What do you think your subject would be? Um, social skills. Okay, which which are absolutely a skill that you don't have. So, but that people <laughs> that people <laughs> I'm messing with you, but that people need to have. So my first thought was. I'll teach people taxes, but accounting was my least favorite class ever. And my sister-in-law's dad does my taxes for me. And I don't even know how to do that. That's what I was about to say. Like they teach you accounting, but they don't actually teach you how to do the taxes. Debits on the left, credits on the right. Bet right. my taxes are done now. No, I'm, <laughs> exactly. no, the IRS is coming for me because I <laughs> fucked it up somehow. Right. That's the worst part is they don't teach you, and then you get no. in trouble if you don't do the thing that they didn't there's teach no, you how there's to no, do. There's no warning. There's no warning. What other classes could we teach? Um, how not to be a fucking idiot. Just that's, like that's such a necessary class. <laughs> Imagine how to not be an idiot 101 and like full semester take... of that. That could do some people some good. Eagleson can teach, um, I guess, foreign affairs. <laughs> he could. He could. Foreign okay. affairs. How to how to deal with yourselves. Well, you could also help because you went abroad. How to deal with yourself with other people that maybe don't aren't the same as you. Like. Why are we learning half the shit we're learning in school? I don't. It's like from, I get like, I get like elementary school. Like when you're learning basic, like ones and twos, tap your shoes. Um, (laughs) But when you get to high school, like they're just pulling shit out of a hat. So here's the thing. Let me defend the school system. Even though I hate it. Even though I hate it. You and Kevin Cash. Apparently. Yeah, me and Kevin Cash. Apparently high school is to do two things. One, it kind of shows you what you like. And then number two, it teaches you how to learn, even though it it didn't. That's like the goal. It's college that pisses me off because why? If I know or I think I know what I'm supposed to learn. okay, let me go in depth. If I want to be an accountant, I take these levels, this business class. But why do I have to take a gen ed of music? Why did I have to take that music class that I cheated on that I almost got failed out of school for because I didn't want to study for it? Yeah. Uh, You know, we had a cheating line. Listen, kids, this stuff happens in life. Um, 
But the thing is, like, why do I almost get kicked out of a university that I waste a ton of money on to go to this music class when they could have taught me about? Because the food is fire in Austin. <laughs> <laughs> Plain and simple. That's so give me your explanation for Penn State having to take. Um, it was a lot of fun. It Fair really enough. was a lot of fun. But uh, Eagleson, listen, man. Yeah. I'm not gonna say don't do your your homework. I I didn't do my homework. Look at me. I'm hosting a podcast. <laughs> Um, Which can but, be taken uh, in a positive or a negative light. <laughs> as a second job. As a second job. Um, but listen, man. Going into Friday, what time's the test? It'll probably start around 11.30. 11.30. First off, I need a, te- I need a text going in. I need a text coming out. I'm yeah. going to... I'm gonna post the text on social media. We're gonna we're gonna get dubs in the chat. It's, it's you. Chat. It's you versus McFay this week. It's rivalry week. Don't let that Carson Wentz apologist <laughs> take you down. Never. He's a, actually maybe I don't know whose side I'm on because he's a LeBron guy and a, and a Eagles guy. Yeah. Eagleson, you just Eagleson, uh, last thing is there. I'm going to the Dolphins game Sunday. Anything you need me to do for you? Any good luck, rituals, or charms, or any message you need me to deliver to the left arm of God? Where Where are you don't, sitting? That's my question. Don't, I, I'm don't, upper deck. I'm upper deck. Fifty yards. Okay. Don't, do not cover three points. <laughs> That's my message. Are Are you on the home side or the I'm away? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Okay. Just if If you're on the home side, they have it so. Like there's, it's shaded, and if you're on the away side, the sun's coming right down. Smart, yeah, Ravens. That's the big. So that's big. Dress really? accordingly. I didn't even actually. Well, think <laughs> it's a lot worse in Miami. It's actually pretty smart. It's really smart. You get, yeah, you, I didn't know that the first you get time. LeBron cramps but, for the whole opposing team. <laughs> right. All right, fam. Snapback pod. We did it live on Twitter. You can probably watch the replay there. We're gonna try that again, maybe on YouTube, maybe everywhere else. But of course, always here. Uh, and make sure you follow our boy Dez on Instagram and throw in his most recent Instagram, a little snapback fam comment. We'll be in there with you guys. Snapback fam, much love. Peace.